Welcome to the Goal Crazy Podcast. We explore what it takes to reach your crazy goals. I'm your host, Jason Vandeveer, and together we're going to learn to take life to the next level in Goal Crazy. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode of the Goal Crazy Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode to have with me Jason Dries. He's an author, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, world traveler, mindset coach. His books and his programs have been really influential for me, and I'm hoping that you guys can also benefit from it today, too. So, Jason, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Hey, Jason. uh, It's nice to be here. Um, Yeah, my name is Jason Dries. I'm a performance coach. Father of four boys, Love it. Former, formerly a California, now I'm a Texan. I've been doing mindset performance coaching for close to 10 years now. And what I really do is I kind of, I help people play life at their full potential by removing any internal resistance to success that resides in their mind. That's mm-hmm. basically what I do. <laughs> removing internal resistance. Do people, uh, when they come to you, do they normally know that they have internal resistance that's getting in the way? Or is that something you help them discover? Most people don't know that. Okay. <laughs> they don't know it's they don't know it's resistance that's causing the lack of movement. Because like we're we're going from point A to point B. So most people are just focused on trying to get to point B and they don't know why. What I have found through all my work is that what's what really slows the progress is resistance to that. Hmm. Okay. What do they think the problem is? You know, like somebody right now that might be struggling with resistance, mm-hmm. what are kind of the symptoms that they have that they might not even realize are because of resistance? Well, the number one symptom is like stress. It mm-hmm. could also, and it also shows up in his negative emotions. So if you, are, if you are in resistance, you are out of alignment. Mm-hmm. If you are out of alignment, you will feel negative emotions and you will also be experiencing a lack of confidence or a lack of certainty or doubt. So those are indicators of misalignment, which is also indicators of resistance. Okay. Let's talk about alignment. You know, I've, I've read your book, I've done some of your programs, so I'm, I'm familiar with your terminology here, but go ahead and talk about, you know, what does it mean to be in alignment with, you know, success or whatever you're working towards versus resistance? Well, this the way, I, the way it all started was that I used to believe that hard work creates success. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that hard. before. <laughs> heard, we've heard that before. The hard work creates success, but hard work does not create success, right? Because are you guaranteed success if you work hard? No, mm-hmm. right? And and basically, I hit this wall in 2019 with hard work, working hard, and worked hard and hard and work, 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 and and nothing. I was getting average results, and I finally gave up because it wasn't working. And when I quit, everything started flowing in. And my head kind of exploded. And that's when I kind of discovered that hard work doesn't create success. What actually works is alignment with success. And, and the simplest description of, 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 of alignment is you can have flow and naturally inspired action where you have an idea, you know what to do, you're excited to take it, it happens automatically. And you can also have a time where you're taking action, you don't know what to do, it's resistance, you're, it takes a lot of effort, you're grinding, it's not working. So you can be in a flow state or a grinding state, right? Those are like the opposite things. And, and we've been conditioned to think that forward movement is the way to success. But forward movement through grinding actually doesn't work. So alignment basically means that your starting point as you're aiming at your target, as you're going from point A to point B, it means you're actually aligned with hitting the target from the start. 
That's what alignment actually means. Most people don't do that. They start out of alignment, out of alignment, work hard, grind, 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 and eventually they get into alignment. So that's how success happens for most people. What I've discovered is if you start in alignment, success happens a lot faster than starting in misalignment. So to get into alignment, what's kind of the first step? You got to get clear on what it is that you want, right? It is like the target, right? It's like going from point A to point B. If, you, if, you, if you're going to use a Google Maps in your car, you have to put two destinations in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and basically, as you start driving your car from point A to point B, the navigation system will, your Google Maps will tell you if you're off course. Mm-hmm. It keeps you in alignment to hit the target. It's mm-hmm. the exact same thing. Yeah. Most people actually are in, out of alignment from step one because they're in resistance to step one. <laughs> Because you can have resistance to point A, you can have resistance to point B, you can have resistance to do the, doing the work from point A to point B, you can have resistance to the identity of point B or losing the identity of point A. Mm-hmm. So there's multiple parts along the path where resistance comes, resistance, emotional resistance comes in based on our past references that makes it that that stops our forward movement and makes it difficult to be successful. Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing to point out is that lots of times you can have resistance not only to the process, but it might actually be resistance to the goal itself, right? Like they might say, I want to make more money, but then Mm -hmm. there's all this um, emotional storm, right? Mm -hmm. Going on in their head or in their body that's interfering with that goal, right? So it's uh, yeah, yeah, getting that out of the way. Okay. Now, uh, when you talk about targets, you know, the name of your book, uh, Do the Impossible, you like to aim at giant targets, right? Impossible targets. Go ahead and touch on that. What's what kind of psychology, the reasoning behind aiming at really big goals like that? Well, it all started in seventh grade science class. Okay. In seventh grade science class, my science teacher said that our bodies are made of atoms and atoms are not solid. They're like a little planet, right? A little nu- nucleus, neutron, electron, right? But an atom is 99.9999% free space. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that. I'm like, how can that be like, this feels solid, this feels solid, but yet they're telling me it's not. So it it kind of made me think that life is more than we think it is. I also know that we live in an attraction-based universe, right? Remember from seventh grade science, two particles in space, if unaffected by outside forces, will be pulled towards each other, right? So basically the way life works, if you are in alignment with something, you will get it 100%, law of attraction, right? So that means it's possible to hit any target. So if you can hit any target, why would you aim at something that's not impossible and amazing? Because the only reason people don't aim at targets that are big and challenge them and excite them and, and, and are amazing because they didn't, they haven't hit them in the past or they've shut down in the past. But when you aim at an impossible target, it changes your life. It changes who you are. It puts you on a path of accelerated growth because the version of you that has hit that is not the current version of you. So when you aim at an impossible target, it's the fastest path to becoming the most amazing version of you there is. Mm-hmm. I like that. And I think that's an important thing to remember too is the version of you that hits it isn't the version of you right now, right? The version yeah. of you who hits it, he doesn't think it's impossible or she doesn't think it's impossible. It's, uh, yeah, you've got to change yourself. Do you have- yes, well, it's, it's a different frequency of you, right? Because the current version of you in this present moment, your energy, the, you're made of atoms and all of your energy has a frequency and you can be in a happy frequency and have happy thoughts. And you can have a sad frequency and have sad thoughts. Mm-hmm. You can be in a frequency that hits impossible targets, or you can be in a frequency that makes 50 grand a year. Mm-hmm. It's all based on same, same concept. Right? Yeah. Frequency. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, and, and going from point A 
to, to going to point B, to becoming the version of you. Cause the point B, the version of you that's achieved that thing is a different frequency version of you. Right. Mm -hmm. And everything along your way, all of the obstacles, all of the challenges is the process to release that frequency version of you. How do you think you recognize while you're going through this path, right? You're working in alignment, recognizing a challenge versus something that's resistance. That's the wrong path. Well, that's the, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the magic, right? That yeah. that's living life, right? It's sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we got to go down that wrong road for two years to figure out it's the wrong road. Mm-hmm. I find that there's, in my life, there's an inner guidance system that an inner knowing that tells me where to go. And I actually just had an experience in my, my own business where I went like six months down a direction that I thought was the way to success. And it actually wasn't. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was building everything bigger with success, but in actual, in reality, it was simplifying. Everything was going to go bigger. Mm, okay. But that was part of your journey, right? It was part, it was part of the journey. Absolutely. Yeah, it was part of it. So, uh, I know you've worked with a lot of different people. Do you have any stories of people who aimed at an impossible target that you could share on? You don't have to share names. Maybe it's even someone from your own life, but just to help somebody recognize like what an impossible target might look like. Do you have any stories you could share? Well, it's hard to share specific stories because coaching is all confidential. Fair um, enough. Yep. <laughs> but like my, my elite clients in my elite client, I have an inner circle of elite clients, like 50% of them tripled their income last year. <laughs> and the first impossible target I did is what I actually did in my own business, right? In 2019, my business did $100,000 in revenue. And Jason Dries coaching was just Jason Dries. And in 2020, we grew from, went to a million dollars in revenue. And then the next year we tripled. So I basically took my business from just me to like 30 people in 18 months. And it, I wasn't as focused on an impossible target specifically. I was just focused on what's possible. Hmm. So whatever was possible, I went for. And that's what it actually unfolded like. Hmm. But for the most people, when I'm coaching them, they come into coaching and then they say, what do you want for the year? And they're like, oh, I want to make, I want to make, um, you know, a million dollars this year. Well, why do you want to make a million dollars this year? Oh, because it's the next level. Okay. And they've been making two or 300. And I'm like, well, if you couldn't fail and success was guaranteed, what would you do? 10 million. Or what would, what would be impossible to hit what we lot of fun? 10 million. Because when we start to aim at impossible targets and we use like these three goal setting questions, we actually get an intuitive based answer. So the impossible goal is, is usually an internal intuitive target. So the mm-hmm. question, like the three goal setting questions, most people will ask, what do I want? Mm-hmm. But when you ask yourself, what do you want? You'll get an answer based on past reference. What do you mm-hmm. want to hit this year? Like if you get somebody who made, let's say they made 50,000, 80,000 last year. What do you want this year? Oh, let's see. I'll make a hundred. Okay. I made 80 last year. Do a hundred. Makes sense. The second question is what is possible? Well, even though I made 80,000 next year, I think it's possible for me to make 200,000 because I work with a guy who did it. Because so you, when you ask yourself what is possible, you, your brain will give you an answer based on external, external reference. Yeah. So then you want to ask yourself what would be impossible for you to hit and be a lot of fun anyway. And then you're like, well, 500,000. And then when, you say, when, you, when people do that, they light up like 500,000. Yeah, 500,000. Because that's their intuition dialing into the, their, their pure potential in life. And it's going to come usually in a radically different direction. But when you start to aim at impossible targets, you start to live in the world of just being unrestricted. That's really what mm-hmm. it comes down to. I, like and I think it's important to note, like 
what happened to the past doesn't actually tell you what's going to happen in the future, right? Like uh, if I would have looked yeah. at before those 18 months where your business, you know, did the hockey stick and took off, nothing mm -hmm. in the past would have told me like it's about to take off, yeah. right? It's uh, no. But that's what we get think. Well, if I made this last year, I made this this year. It's like, you know, to continue this path when it's uh, past doesn't tell me what's going to happen in the future or what I can make happen in the future. Yeah. And that's where people shut down. And that's where resistance yeah. comes up because your brain catalogs everything that was put into it prior to now which is basically the same as driving your car of life, staring in the rear view mirrors. Hmm. So what I do is I rip off the mirrors <laughs> because yeah. the present moment, the present moment is not an indicator of the future. The present moment is the result of the past. Mm -hmm. yeah. So most people who are living in an attraction based universe are in resistance to what they really want <laughs> based on past experience. So what I do is I just remove all the resistance. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They think it's impossible, right? When you tell them though, they think what they really want is impossible. So now you just label it like, well, aim it impossible, right? Or, or they tried an impossible target four years ago and it caused a lot of problems in their life and they're recovering for that. Or they had a neighbor that did that or, or nobody in their life does impossible targets. And will my family love me if I do like, there's all sorts of emotional stuff wrapped in that path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's dive into that. I think that's next where I know a big part of what you te teach is called you know, shifting your frame. Go ahead and uh, kind mm -hmm. of talk about what, what does that mean to frame shift? Frame shifting is shifting the frequency of you. Mm -hmm. That's, that's literally what it is. It's the level above mindset. So think about it this way. Your hands take action. Your mind controls your hands. Mm -hmm. You control your mind. Mm -hmm. So your frame is actually the frequency of you. And your frame is also your, your expectations is what frame is running. Mm -hmm. And what I've discovered over the past like three years is that when you start to coach people at the frame level, all their limiting beliefs and everything at the mindset level becomes irrelevant because mindset is a byproduct of frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the simple with the simple explanation of if you're in a happy frame, you'll have a happy mindset frequency, which will create a happy thoughts. And if you are in a sad frame, you'll have a sad mindset with sad thoughts. Right. Yeah. Because your thoughts, ever notice your thoughts are like a radio station, like right the thought your thought patterns come from your frame and we actually can control that very easily hmm. yeah if i'm feeling excited i it triggers excited feelings if i'm feeling scared yeah. right like with halloween right now it's like you watch yeah. one of those previews about a scary movie it's like you start thinking scary thoughts like did i hear noise yeah. sounds <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, exactly yeah they're all right? connected okay yeah, so and we, uh, and we frame we frame we frame shift all the time but we usually do it the opposite way hmm. where you're driving in your car and you hear a song from like 10 years ago and it reminds me of something you did that you didn't like, or maybe you were a butthead or mean to somebody. So then you go into self-judgment and you literally go into a reverse frame shift to a negative an old version of you, self-judgment, doubt, regret. That's how we do it all the time. What I'm showing people how to do is to do the same thing, but pull a future version of them that doesn't, they haven't been yet. That's mm -hmm. what frame shifting is. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Um, let's say, I know you've got a book coming out around, a financial mindset, right? What do you think yeah. is a popular, maybe it's a broken or, you know, not a very good frame around money that people have right now and compare that with a better frame that they could have? Well, the um, the economy matters. Recessions matter. Mm -hmm. Doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> people think it does, but you know, there's money everywhere. And mm -hmm. The way you get money is you are in a frame where you get money. Mm -hmm. However much money you're making is the frame you're in. So if you make $100,000 a year, you're in a frame of $100,000 a year. If you want to make 
$200,000 a year. You need to move into a frame of $200,000 a year. And then you'll start thinking different thoughts and taking different actions. But in regards to financial mindset, like the biggest problem we all have is that as a culture, we have a negative relationship with money. Mm -hmm. And everything in culture is based on scarcity. Hmm. Why do you say for a rainy day? Oh, because it's going to run out, right? But that's, mm -hmm. that's an expectation that your cash flow is going to disappear. Just the mere fact of saving. Why save? Because it's going to run out. Well, no, it's not, right? So most people have, have a t uh, just a mountain of misaligned frames around money. Yeah, that it's going to run out. Yeah. Versus there's a never-ending supply, right? Well, like there's a... Yeah, but let's say you want to, you want to, the, 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 the target is to save money into a bank account, right? Mm -hmm. You want to put money in a bank account. A lot of people will save money in the bank account for a rainy day because they think their money's going to run, run out. When they do that, they're actually operating in a frequency and a frame of scarcity that's affecting their overall success because there's a global perspective, a global frame that says the money's going to run out as opposed to putting money in a bank account because they like to watch that amount in the bank account grow. Mm, okay. That one tiny shift is takes you from scarcity to abundance, just like that. Yeah. Now it's fun, right? If you enjoy watching your money and your bank account grow, now it's a challenge, right? It's, yeah. it's fun. Not like I have to put this here. What if, yeah. Now an but element large, that those large frames trickle down. So mm -hmm. that affects your thought patterns and things like that. So those are the areas where we get misaligned when we're aiming for a target to make more money. We also have a global bullet frame that's, uh, that's running that we're not aware of that says it's going to run out. And there may be even one you've heard where rich people are greedy. Who's heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. So like, how do you want to be rich and be, but they're greedy people at the same time. So we, a lot of times with money, we get these contradictions and resistance to the process and to the end result that affect our ability to get there. Mm. Okay. So part of that almost requires a level of trust, right? You're going to shift frames. You know, if you're going to live within this abundant frame, you have to trust that it's going to come to you, right? Well, you have to, if you want it to work, you have to believe it. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the only people reason you people don't believe it is because past references contradict it. Mm. Yeah. So but now everyone's entire reality is, is a reflection of their, their, the frames that they live in. Mm -hmm. I think that right there is a good thing to know, right? Like if you look mm -hmm. at your life right now, it's like, okay, what were the beliefs? What are the frames that got me here? Right. Yeah. If you do have zero money in your bank account, what led you there? If you have a bunch of money, what led you there? If you have a bunch of stress, right. And then yeah. uh, diagnosing, yeah, trying to, do you feel like the first step before you can change frames is to recognize what the current place that you're in is before you can jump into the new one? Or it's just recognizing you're not where you want to be. Say that question one more time, Jason. To, uh, do you first have to recognize before I can shift frames to a new way of thinking, do I first have to get clarity on like, oh, I'm, I'm stuck in this current way and then I can get outside of it? Sometimes, not usually, not yeah. usually. Just focusing on the new frame usually works. Certain frames require more growth to move through <laughs> depending on the person. So yeah. if that doesn't work, then you need to go into the misaligned frame and, and, and kind of solve there. Mm -hmm. But, but for most people, it, the best thing to start is on the new frame because mm -hmm. sometimes we can, you know, now if we're in resistance to the starting point, then the frame shifting is not going to work because if you're in resistance, you can't shift frames. Mm-hmm. Like I've had clients who've had like a big failure or a big loss financially or in business, and they can't believe they're here. 
mm-hmm. and move forward movements not happening because they're literally in resistance to the starting point every day. I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe, well, believe it or not, you're here. You're yeah. never, you, you have to accept that. So, but yeah. because that state of resistance is basically denial, which is resistance. So that's, that mm-hmm. prevents frames from shifting because it, because it's a state of reaction. Mm-hmm. Can you give an example, just so people can kind of understand what this looks like to shift your frame? You know, how would you help somebody through that process of shifting their frame? You know, that person you mentioned who went through a hardship to get them into the frame that's aligned with the success that they want. Well, I can't do all that on this conversation right here, but basically the process is sharing with them new frames. Mm -hmm. Number one, the first thing is giving them the frames that frame shifting works. They have to believe that it works. So part of that process working is going through the foundational pieces to, it's basically training on how to frame shift. And a lot yeah. of it is like the foundational pieces. Once those pieces are in place and and the old contradictory perspectives and beliefs are gone that, that cause resistance to that process, it's as simple as just getting a sense of a version of you in the future that has hit the target. Mm, yeah. It's that simple. It's Say that, that one more time. Yeah, getting a sense of a future version of you that's, that's already done it. Yeah. 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 Just like that. Mm-hmm. And then acting out of that place, that place of confidence rather than just, I don't know. Not confidence, aline- alignment. Mm-hmm. Right? Because confidence can be artificial, but it was, it was acting from that place of alignment because it's basically when you get a sense of the frame, the version of you that has the result or has the thought or has the idea, putting your attention on that frame for like 30 seconds shifts your present frequency to match that frequency, mm-hmm. which will then create the aligned mindset, which will generate the threat, the idea or the thought or the strategy that you're after. Mm. Yeah. So it's actually the process of shifting the frequency of your being into mm-hmm. being in alignment with what you want. And therefore the, the strategies and the thoughts on how to do it will start to show up. I see. Yeah. I like that. One of the things I think also that, uh, you know, your book helped me with a lot was, um, this concept of the known and the unknown, right? We want to live in what we have full control of rather than stepping into the unknown or embracing the unknown as part of our journey. Can you kind yeah. of talk about, yeah, what, what the, the traps people a lot of times fall into and how you help them into the unknown? <laughs> well, that's a never ending process, right? You yeah. know, the unknown, who likes unknown? We like unknown at our birthday. Yeah. We don't like unknown when we get letters from the IRS, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, the unknown learning to trust the unknown like your your comfort in your unknown will determine how successful you'll be because mm-hmm. radical growth and possible targets can only come from the unknown mm-hmm. so if you're not open to the unknown you're not going to hit impossible targets mm-hmm. but impo- the unknown is basically doubling down on what you believe about yourself what you believe about life and how you respond to all of that mm-hmm. And it's our and it's our lifelong journey to to grapple with that. We like to think we're in control, but we barely have we have very little control of what happens next. We don't like mm-hmm. to think about that, but we don't. Yeah. But the more open you get to what's next, instead of being shut down, because most people are shut down and they're trying to control mm-hmm. the future, and that limits possibility. So that's one of the reasons why they're while they may be out of alignment with the future because they're resisting it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to resist, like if you're saying. I only want success in the future and I don't want any failure. You're, if you're resisting any part of it, you're resisting all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't work. So you're either open or you're closed. You don't get to choose. Like some, sometimes our path is just amazing. And sometimes we take hits 
And sometimes the hits we take are actually because if we look at it long term, the hit was needed to go even bigger. Short term, it looks like a massive failure. Long term, it looks just like part of the process. So yeah. it's it's an individual journey and coaching process to get people to stay open to the future because it it's all it's such a unique experience for everybody, their relationship with that. It's like I think Steve Jobs, I know I've quoted this several times on these podcasts, but like Steve Jobs, mm -hmm. I want to say it's him because I've said it a bunch, but uh he said you only see how the dots connect when you're looking backwards. Right. It's uh, in the moment. It's like, oh, this is a huge mistake or this has led me completely away from where I needed to be. But um, yeah. I think it's a good thing with the resistance. It's like you might feel resistance because the current you currently doesn't know how to go out and achieve that. Right. But you have to realize, like, well, mm -hmm. if I'm, I need to change right now to the better version of me. Right. And get aligned, mm -hmm. get aligned with that. You know, this is my new starting point, new trajectory that I'm going to be on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many times a day do you think, or uh, how often are you intentionally taking time to kind of check in with where, where am I at? Where, where's my mindset? Where's my frame? And when do I need to realign myself? Never. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't really operate that way. I do have targets of like connecting to frames that I want to move into in my life, like where my business goes, where my money goes, where my time goes, my relationship, my body. I have frames where those defined and mm -hmm. like, and one, usually once a morning, I'll just check and I'll just take a minute to connect to those frames. And I may not do that every day. Sometimes I'll do it three times a day. Sometimes I'll do it once every four days. But that's kind of the process I use to, to realign with where I'm going. But in regards to how I'm feeling in the moment, I'm always aware of how I'm feeling. One of the, one of the things that's actually driven this entire journey over the past 10 years that's led to multiple these books now and events and coaching and all this stuff is basically my desire to feel better and feel happy because I just remember for the longest time feeling sad and I don't even know why. And I traced those to limiting beliefs and I was like with the Tony Robbins stuff like years ago and I was like, oh, I need to change all my limiting beliefs. And that was kind of the process. So I've always been like hypersensitive to how I feel. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm basically never not managing that throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Now, do I remind myself to frame shift when necessary? Sometimes. I'm a human too, right? Like I, when I'm when I'm coaching, that that's I'm on point, right? Because that's my what I'm when I'm working. But when I'm when I'm living, I have I have a process too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. How important do you think uh, you kind of brought up your feelings? You know, and I know that's something that a lot of times people don't really like to talk about. Mm -hmm. But how important do you think it is to have that emotional intelligence as you're working towards your goals? Yeah. Well, that's your indicator. That's your guidance system. It's, it's, it's the most apparent, it's the most important thing because that's your indicator of alignment is your emotional guidance system. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. you're ignoring your emotions, like you're just guessing and living in your head, but the mm -hmm. true guidance comes from alignment and your emotions tell you if you're aligned, negative emotions is not aligned. Positive emotion is aligned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how would, um, and I think actually you've kind of shown me this with some things, but you know, how would I differentiate? Let's say there's something I want to do and it's like between it's resistance, there's negative mm -hmm. emotions or like me just being lazy. You know, it's like, oh, should I be, let's say, uh, I don't know you're going to make cold calls every day. Right. And there's like resistance there. Is it like, how do, when do I recognize like, well, maybe I don't feel like doing it because it's not the right thing or because I just don't want to work today. Well, either way it's misalignment. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's misalignment. So either the target you're not aligned with in the first place or you're just mm -hmm. tired in the moment. Sometimes yeah. I really don't think people are lazy. Mm -hmm. I think they're misaligned. Mm -hmm. There may be times where I feel like I'm lazy on Saturday. And I don't want to do anything. Mm 
-hmm. but I have no desire to hit the targets at that time anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's always it's always alignment, but most people are out of alignment, so they th think that it's being lazy, but being lazy may actually be the most aligned thing they're doing. Mm -hmm. I like that. I think I've definitely seen that with, an, uh, you know, back when I had a job before I left and started my own thing, it's like, it took a mm -hmm. lot of forcing myself to do things to get things done, right? And it's like, mm -hmm. now doing my own thing, now there are things that, I mean, I work hard, you know, I, I there are things that I don't enjoy every single aspect of my business. And maybe you're like, you know, those things you need to stop doing. But uh, as a whole, I love what I'm doing, right? Like, I feel like I'm yeah. goofing off in my office <laughs> all mm -hmm. day long. And I get way better results than I was when I was forcing myself yeah. just to make the cold calls or do whatever I had to do at a job I wasn't passionate about. So uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing to recognize. Maybe the, the target that you're forcing yourself to make those cold calls for isn't the right target for you. Yeah. And that, that was also your process to success. Usually in the beginning yeah. stages, there's usually some working through force and some resistance we got to push through mm -hmm. because we don't know the way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times life requires a little bit of you to put in some elbow grease to get the path, mm -hmm. the clear yeah. path. Yeah. You got to experiment a little bit, right? Okay. Tried yeah. this. This just didn't work. I hated this. And you just yeah. keep carving your own path. What led you, I mean, you kind of touched on it with, you used to work for Tony Robbins. What kind of led you to discover this process of, you know, everyone's kind of stopped at the mindset level, but then what brought your awareness to the frame level? It was just my process, right? And it, and it was, it started, it, well, it was always that process of, of how to feel better in myself and how to change my beliefs and to change my mindset. So at, at the end of the day, it was, it was always trying to change how I felt and how, I, how to create success in my life. And the byproduct of that is learning that, I'm really good at coaching this through other people and creating this mm -hmm. content. So pretty much every single piece of content that's come, uh, comes out of my mouth, I lived. Hmm. So it's yeah. everything, it's everything that I'm teaching has come through me and I have turned around and taught it. And that's just, that's my process of life. That's where it's been. And it's, it's, it's my process of feeling happier and creating success and growing along the way. That's really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was part of the process. Uh, it's like now do you look back at those experiences of maybe the years that you didn't like, but you're grateful for them, right? Because it led you here. Yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So what advice for somebody who is going through a rough time like that? What advice would you have for them as they're going through that? Hire a coach. Hire a coach. <laughs> Great advice. Yep. Hire a coach. Yeah. Why do you think coaching is so helpful for people? Well, it, it, it coaching is helps people see things they can't see. Mm -hmm. It helps them. The right coach will see what's possible in you and help bring it out of you mm -hmm. versus just being stuck in analysis by yourself. Two minds are better than one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give you an outside perspective. One of my friends was uh, talking about, he's a coach and he was saying how he was hanging picture frames in his house mm -hmm big picture frame and someone was behind him like he needed somebody else to tell you like mm -hmm. okay it's in the center you gotta tilt it this way this way and it's like yeah what a coach does right like when you're like your face is up to it <laughs> you can't tell right you need somebody from the outside perspective to like okay nope it's gotta get moved a little bit over here to be center in the room perspective is the number one power of coaching is, is perspective and then when you bring somebody who can help you see clearly where you are where you're going you can dr drastically reduce the time to get there Mm -hmm. drastically like my entire life trajectory changed because I hired a coach like 12 years ago. Yeah. I like it. 
So uh, what do you feel like are the best ways for people to connect with you, start absorbing your content, all those sorts yeah. of things? Well, they can listen to the, po- the Do the Impossible podcast right. is out. You can check that out now. More of this content's there. The book, Do the Impossible, is also a great way. Hiring a coach, Mindset Academy. Just check out my website, jasondreescoaching.com. And whatever is exciting to you, go that direction. Yeah. I've, I've read your book actually multiple times. I do like the length of it too. A lot of times there's like books you want to read several times. And by the time you get to the end, it's a really long book. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I'm ready for some change, but, uh, I've gone through your book multiple times. I've really enjoyed it. So, uh, awesome. yeah, thanks for sharing this with us. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you've been listening to this and you know you need help, reach out to their team, reach out to Jason. And also, if you know somebody who could benefit from listening to this, be sure to share this episode along. I'm sure we can all think of people who are acting out of misalignment and who might need some guidance to get back into alignment with what they really want. All right, so uh, Jason, thanks for coming on here today, sharing your wisdom, and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, Jason. It was great to be here. Yeah, wonderful. 